What is up, guys? Welcome to Official Visit, the podcast about college baseball recruiting by players for players. I'm Joe Jimenez, here with Jared Penniman. In today's episode, we have Mark Anderson. I played with Mark last year in the Northwoods. Um, he was one of our starting pitchers. And Mark attended Lafayette College in Easton, Pennsylvania. Um, Lafayette's a member of the Patriot League, which includes schools such as Navy, Army, Holy Cross, and a couple others. But Mark is actually attending Seton Hall next year due to his senior season being cut because of coronavirus. Guys, in this episode, we get into how Mark was recruited out of the Philadelphia area while also being an undersized Division I pitching recruit, and how he was able to take those two things and, and narrow down his list of schools before eventually choosing to attend Lafayette College in eastern Pennsylvania. And we also get into his transfer process during this whole COVID-19 period as, as he moves on from Lafayette to Seton Hall. So let's get right into it. Mark, thanks so much for coming on. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing well, doing well. Um, so when did you first start your recruiting process? Um, you went to Con- Conestoga High School and eventually ended up at Lafayette. And you're about to go to Seton Hall. But when did you first start your recruiting process in high school? So I guess my recruiting process started when I started playing for like travel ball teams and stuff. And I started doing that. Uh, I would say sophomore year of high school in the fall is when I really started. It was when I started to play for the organization that I played for throughout high school. So I would say the process really started there. But as far as talking to coaches and everything, that really started uh, closer to junior year, like at the end of sophomore summer is when I really started to uh, reach out to schools and talk to coaches, things like that. Were did you go to showcases? Um, because it seems like it kind of depends the area of the country that you're in, whether you do showcases or not. I mean, we were talking a couple of weeks ago with Jake, and he's from Tucson, and he was mostly involved with the big showcase tournaments in Arizona. So I'm curious what it's like uh, on the East Coast, but more specifically in Pennsylvania. So around me there are like a, a good amount of showcases that go on there are just like a couple big name ones that like pbr and uh things like that that are big i was fortunate enough that my my summer ball team would go to these like to a couple showcases uh top 100 and uh there's a couple others that we would go to uh but i didn't um seek them out on my own if if that makes sense like i didn't go to like any perfect game tournaments but you know uh it was all just kind of through my my travel ball team so i did participate in uh a few of them mark how big were you um at the time you're getting recruited probably sophomore and junior year i mean uh, when i played with you last summer you're on 510 511 not necessarily a big kid especially relatively speaking to other Division one pitchers, um, I guess you could say you're undersized. So what what was it that college coaches looked at you and you're like, you know, what what stood out to them? So I was so sophomore year. I probably was, I think I was like five eight, 
170 pounds, I want to say, somewhere around there. And by the time that I was like really, really starting to narrow down my college look, I was 5'10", 180 pounds. Um, I never really thought about that, honestly. It was always kind of something that other people brought up. Like I, I never like was like, oh, like I have to do this to stand out because I'm smaller. It was all always kind of just like, like I still, I still need to, to go out and pitch well. Like it doesn't really matter how big I am. Is like I'd still need to, um, like get outs and stuff. But I don't know. I worked hard to develop myself physically as best I can, or as best as I could. You know, like control what I could, and um, I don't know. It was always kind of I I I when I was talking to coaches about it, they would bring up they would just kind of mention it in passing that I was smaller that, you know, the average pitcher in division one baseball was, I don't know. I, I don't know what the exact thing is, but it's probably six, two of, of some or somewhere around there. Right. It was, I just tried to develop myself further to stand out. You know, it was never like, because I was smaller. It was always because like, I just, I just wanted to, and I knew I had to. And and I'm curious, how did that kind of play into uh, playing on your summer team? And like, how did how were you able to stand out um, with obviously a bunch of other kids that were that were getting recruited, that were committing, and and stuff like that? Like, how did you approach that? So, the way I approached it was, I so a few things was like. I played with kids who were taller than me, but those they were underdeveloped, like physically, uh, maybe, or you know, it was what I was able to do on the field was better. And some of those, it was frustrating for me because those kids that I felt like I was pitching just as well, I was doing, you know, the same things that they were doing. It was just that they were bigger and a little more recruitable and things like that. So it was frustrating in that sense. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, I, I just, you know, just tried to work through that and put myself in the best opportunity that I could to get rooted. Mark, it seems like you had a lot of trust in, in your summer team. Well, I guess first, what, what was this, the name of the summer team? Uh, all-star baseball Academy. All-star baseball Academy. I was out of, out of, yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, but it seems like you had a lot of trust in, in this team. Um, I mean, was that, was that because of the coaches? I mean, did they just have a good culture of, of, you know, like getting guys out? Um, because I just feel like at least where we're from on the West coast, I mean, not that teams aren't a big thing, but it's, it's so much about, you know, like I'm going to go to this showcase because it's going to get me this much, ex- this much ex- exposure. But I mean, you, you stayed predominantly with your team. Did you just have, did you just really enjoy that team? From where I'm from, being on it, there there are four or five like organizations around me that, you know, are all equally just as capable of getting you recruited. Um, for me, it was just that uh, I had known kids previously who had gone through the program and have done very very well for themselves. You know, uh, countless guys going to play Division One baseball, uh, multiple guys who have been you know drafted since playing for them. Um, the the main coach 
at uh, All Star Baseball Academy. His name is Mike Manning, and he has an unbelievable reputation around where I'm from. You know, he he has an unbelievable amount of connections, and he played uh, professional baseball, and he was just a, a great guy to to have in your corner. I he even uh, uh, talked to me about you know the fifth year process and things like that, and you know, I, I talked to him a couple of times just about, you know, certain coaches and, you know, certain programs and what, what would be a good fit for me. And he was able to provide just like a better insight of what was to be expected. So, yeah, I would say it was the coaches and the fact that I just knew kids from my high school and surrounding high schools that had a lot of success going through them. Mark, I want to, how, how did you start talking to Lafayette? Cause obviously it had to have come from, exposure from your summer team right Mm -hmm. yeah so basically how that happened was um you know i was uh i was asked to to pitch in on a random weekend honestly in in like late july like it was a it was supposed to be an off weekend for me uh but uh, the team needed arms so like they asked me to come up and throw a few innings and i did and uh you know after you know they I had emailed them previously, so uh, the head coach, Joe Kinney, reached out to me uh, after the tournament, and we started to, uh, started a dialogue between the two of us, and, you know, that ultimately just ended up with me committing to Lafayette. And, Mark, I really liked what you said about emailing the Lafayette coach prior to the tournament because I think in terms of just being being proactive about the process, I don't think – enough recruits nowadays are like hey like hey coach i'm gonna be here right where it's like you know i'm just gonna go there and see what happens i mean do you think that that prior email to the to the game and the tournament was was big for you in this particular example i'm not i i don't really know how important it was but you know it's something that you know if you had sent an email even if the coach hadn't responded he more likely than not saw it and like thought about it, things like that. And then when they see you in, in a game, in a tournament, it's, it's kind of like they're putting, they're just putting a face to a name and they like have just like a better understanding of like who you are and what you're looking for instead of, you know, them just showing up and find like seeing this kid play. It's, it's, it's really important. I think to just, get your name out there even even if they're not responding it could lead to something that you know ends up being where you commit i i couldn't agree more with that because yeah you you have nothing to lose uh you you just get your name out there and if they if they aren't interested they aren't interested um but i am curious what what went into making you want to decide to go to Lafayette? I mean, were you, were there other coaches and other programs that you were talking to? Um, and if so, what, what was kind of that deciding factor? You said, you know what, Lafayette's where I'm going to go. Well, so, you know, I visited, you know, a few college campuses and I've been talking to a bunch of coaches and it, on the baseball side of it, talking with the coaches from Lafayette, they gave me the most faith and confidence that, you know, they wanted me to go there. It wasn't, 
it didn't for for me it didn't feel like that i was trying to convince them if that makes sense it was you know an an open communication that you know they they liked what what they saw and and that they wanted me to come and they thought that i would be a good addition to the team and i really felt that the most from lafayette from a school standpoint um i had visited a lot of campuses and just looked around and i never i never felt the way i did until like i didn't feel like i was i wanted to go to any of the schools until i went to lafayette if that makes sense like i always like it, i always kind of left campus and i was like yeah it was it was fine like it was just like a college campus and then i got to lafayette and i and i honestly just loved it and i thought that it was just the best fit you know it's something you know it was a good academic school you know that was something that my parents really preached to me and i wanted to see that through and mm -hmm. it was an it was d1 baseball it was everything kind of just came together with that and i didn't feel that with other schools it, other schools it really felt like i had to like force my way in almost right i i thought i think that's interesting what you just said because i i definitely talked about that uh in in our first episode was it was just there's a different feeling sometimes when you step onto a campus that you don't know why but it just it feels like home it feels like the right fit i mean you talked about fit but was it kind of a similar experience for you of where you walked on campus and you don't really know what it was or why you were feeling that, but it was just a different feeling that you had compared to any of the other schools that you visited. Yeah. Like I, I really couldn't tell you why, like that's, that's the thing. It was like, I, I, I just kind of like walked away from it and thought that I like could really see myself there and that I really did love it. And there wasn't really anything like in reality, there's nothing really special about it. I mean, you know, it's, it's a college them have the same you know like a lot of them you know have the older academic buildings and like the new uh like dorm rooms like stuff like that like it's not much different it just like was a feeling that i got that i i liked it just so much more than any other school that i went to mark what specifically were you looking for in a college i mean i know you mentioned it was obviously base, the baseball part mattered. Like you made that up in your mind. You're going to play college baseball, but with, I mean, that was just kind of something you accepted, but what were the other things you were looking for? Whether it was on the academic side, you said that your parents did um, really want you to, to go to an academic school. What were like, was it the size of the school location? What were the other things that, that really had an impact on, on what you were looking for in the process? So the things that I was really, were uh it's like far as like a size of a school i like used to want to go to a big school and then as like the process like kind of unfolded i i realized that that wasn't really the best for me i thought that you know a school that was a little bit smaller would have been been a better fit for me so that, that was something i was looking for um i was talking to a, a couple schools that were smaller than lafayette that i really didn't enjoy i thought like my high school was 2500 kids so the size was important to me um 
the location um it was it was kind of the location was kind of uh like location didn't really wasn't really big deciding factor for me but it was it was really nice that i went to a school that was an hour and a half away that you know if i really needed to like i knew i could go home if i needed like i didn't end up ever having to go home and like a at a random time but it was nice to know that i could um but again mission wasn't big for me uh you know i would have been happy going you know 10 hours away just that it, it worked out that it was you know so close and so mark i know that lafayette but especially the patriot league and even the ivy leagues and division three it's they don't have athletic scholarships so was was money and scholarship a a big part of your recruiting process and kind of narrowing down schools or was it just kind of whatever was the best fit with baseball academics uh the feeling on campus was that more of a deciding factor so i'm i'm very fortunate that i had parents that were able to provide that college experience without a scholarship. Um, that's not the case for everybody. And that was something that I talked with my mom a lot about, my, my mom and my dad about. It was, listen, like you can, you can go for, you can like look for scholarships and things like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is not, you know, something that you want to take lightly. It's something that you want to, you know, find the, the very best fit for you. And, you know, that's what I was able to do even without, you know, scholarship money. And I was very fortunate that I, I was put in a situation, you know, by my parents to do so. And like, that was, that was more important than finding a school that could possibly give me some money. Right. Mark, let's go into your, your freshman year at Lafayette. I mean, everyone's, I mean, I don't know how you were feeling. I was feeling pretty anxious going into my first year of college. Just just a lot of change, different location, being away from home. But, I mean, how was it during your first year, or your initial fall at Lafayette? And, you know, what was your initial role with the team? So, well, yeah, when I got to, when I got to school, like, I was super anxious. Like, I was just really excited to – to play at, you know, a new level. Like I thought that, you know, by the end of high school baseball, I was, I was just kind of like looking for something a little bit more. And I was like really excited to get into the fall and everything. Um, and my role initially was, as I uh, was out of the bullpen my freshman year. And my role kind of changed like throughout uh, my career there. Um, it, it jumped around a little bit, you know, I, you know, sh- had some struggles that, you know, throughout my career led to me jumping around a little bit. Uh, but initially I was out of the bullpen and I was kind of used in, uh, my freshman year, I was used like late inning, uh, late innings. And I guess I only had two opportunities to close games, but, uh, it was, back into the bullpen so mark did in your recruiting with lafayette did they 
did they kind of express to you that you'll probably early on start out in the pen and then be able to then transition into uh, a, the starting rotation or was it just kind of come on in and compete for everything that you can compete for and we'll kind of go from there? Uh, that was something that, that was another thing that really drew me to Lafayette. It was the fact that they were, they didn't tell me that I was, you know, coming in in any particular role. It was that I was going to come in and, you know, what I was able to do was, you know, going to be reflected in my playing time. And, you know, I'd come in and were kind of put in. So one of the, us was put into the starting rotation, uh, our freshman, and he stayed there all, uh, all four years. For me, they told me that I was I would come in and I would just compete for you know my spot, and that was true all four years there, and that was I really enjoyed that you know there was a competitiveness you know with amongst the pitchers at least that you know you know earn your innings. Mark, what's what's player development like at Lafayette? You guys, you know. I mean, I'm I'm assuming like every college program gets in a weight room, but but I mean, are you guys are you guys a big driveline school? Um, what's it like for the pitchers? So, we it changed a lot in my four years. Uh, you know, we had you know a change of pitching coach, uh, pitching coach. Um, in between my sophomore and junior year, and it it was a lot of, you know, find what was best for you. And like, that was like an open dialogue with the coaches that you would find what you needed to be successful, whether that be driveline, plyo balls, long toss, things like that. But, you know, with, especially with like an upgrade in like technology, you know, we got Rapsodo my junior year, which, which played a big part in our, in our like development. You know, I would be, I'd be in the middle of a bullpen and I would have an iPad next to me that would tell me everything about what I was throwing, which was huge because something can feel good out of my hand. But in reality, if you look at the numbers, it might not have been my best, my best one. And understanding like how to relate those numbers to like how it feels was big for me. Like I had a problem with cutting my fastball and it was killing my ability to locate it it was killing my velocity it was getting hit a lot more and when i was able to f- and rap soda was able to tell me that and when i figured out how to throw one throw a fastball that was straight had the right spin to it i started getting more swings and misses on it i was able to locate it much better my velocity spiked it was like it was big for us that we had that information and that was just like a big thing. Uh, and also like we were, we were really open as a staff on like different things. Like we would just talk endlessly about it. And it, it was the same thing as the, uh, the hitters. Like they would just, you know, like bounce ideas off each other and just find new ways, new things that, you know, each of us needed that would just help us get better. You know, whether that be like a mechanical thing, whether that be like, um, a, a mobility thing, like a new throwing program that someone was on, something like that. Like that was big for us that we just had a lot of pitchers on our team that were really dedicated to getting better. And I think that's the biggest thing that goes into development is like surrounding yourself with the people that 
have the same goals in mind. I love that. I love exactly what you just said because, yeah, I agree. It's, I think the best way to develop is to be around a bunch of other people that also want to develop. So I love how you said that. But, Mark, we got to talk about your senior season at Lafayette. You know, uh, just like so many people across the country, uh, COVID-19 hits, your season ends, you're a senior. I mean, what was going through your mind? I mean, initially you're thinking about my career might be over, but then you start to then look to what your options are for, for a fifth year. Um, so what was, what was going through your mind at that point? That was, that was like, that was a really tough like thing to go through just because, you know, for so long that I, I didn't, I, like, I wasn't going to take a fifth year and like, it was just like nowhere near my mind that that was going to happen. And, you know, when that, like when they ended up canceling all the season, like the season, uh, it took me like a couple of days, to, like really like process things. I didn't really like, I, I guess I didn't believe it or something. Like it was just like a tough thing to get through. But, you know, once everything kind of settled and like uh, I ended up, we had to, you know, come home obviously. So when I got home, like that's when the, when I really started to to get into the recruiting process and I made the decision pretty, pretty quickly that I wanted to pursue the fifth year and that I wanted to, to finish out my college career. So Mark, what, what exactly was the process for grad transferring? I mean, were, did you just kind of, you know, shoot your name out to basically everyone who had a grad program Uh, yeah, that's kind of how it started. And it, I, that was the thing that was so different uh, than the high school recruiting, because in high school recruiting, especially being a pitcher, it's everyone, everyone's always bringing in pitchers, they can always use them another arm. But in this case, it was difficult to find schools that, you know, had the ability to bring to bring in a fifth year because they didn't know what was going on with their roster they didn't know if their seniors were going to come back. You know, they didn't, not many schools like had a very, a very good idea on what their roster was going to look like next year. And that's, that was like a, a really tough thing to have to work through. But yeah, I just started by email blasting just a bunch of coaches. Uh, my coaches at uh, Lafayette, you know, put my name out there with, you know, coaches that they had a good relationship with. Uh, and from there it was, it was just whoever could, you know, find the space. And so Mark, that, I think that was, that's an interesting part for me because that's obviously so new for, for so many coaches across the country. So what, what went into your decision to choose Seton Hall? I mean, because yeah, it was, it was so different than anything that coaches and recruiting coordinators had to go through, but also players trying to transfer. I mean, what, what kind of, how'd you make that decision? Uh, honestly, so it was, it was a much different decision that I, that I made in, in high school going to Lafayette. Like I, I didn't take into account anything as far as size, uh, location, uh, even academics. Uh, I was basically just looking for an opportunity to play baseball and I was looking for the best fit for that. And, you know, Seton Hall 
you know, ended up being that fit. You know, I thought, you know, they're in the Big East, which is a competitive conference. Uh, historically, they're a great program. The coaching staff there is, is unbelievable. Um, and I can and I can say that with confidence, not even having stepped on campus yet as a, as a, as a grad student. And that was kind of just what I was looking for. I was looking for a good relationship with the coaches, you know, an opportunity, you know, to compete for good innings. You know, looking for just a a, a good program uh, to go into. Mark, why not Lafayette for the fifth year? Did they not have a grad program? Yeah, so Lafayette doesn't have a grad program. Got it. Um, so that was that was basically the only thing that went into that decision that I Got physically it. couldn't do it unless I didn't graduate. So, Mark, we we actually talked off air about your process talking with schools and how they were just basically saying what they were looking for, what they weren't looking for. And a lot of schools being transparent with you uh, about what they needed. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, uh, that was a that was like a big thing coaches that, you know, they were just very honest about you know, what they needed, what they were looking for. Um, you know, Seton Hall was uh, a little bit, I was talking with them for probably a month before I ended up getting an offer. And that was just because, you know, they were working out, you know, what their roster was going to look like with their seniors, their incoming freshmen, um, you know, where they're going to, you know, recruit from at this point. Uh, and they basically told me that the same thing that Lafayette did, it was that you're going to compete for your spot and, you know, how you pitch is where you're going to be the staff, you know, that could, that could mean that, you know, I'm, I'm starting every weekend or that, you know, I'm getting a couple innings on a midweek you know, every here and there, you know what I mean? It's just how I end up performing. Got it. And uh, Mark, we'll, we'll start to wrap this up. If, if you were back at your high school talking to your high school program about the college recruiting process, you know, what's, what's one piece of advice you would leave to them or what's something you wish you knew? Mm. So in my experience, I would say that I would have, I should have been a little bit more proactive, you know, send out, you know, more emails, just get my name out there a little bit more and maybe more opportunities would have come my way. That's something I would say. Uh, but if I'm talking to my, my high school program, I would say that, you know, the, the easiest way to get recruited is just, it's just going to sound so dumb, but it's like being like as good as you can be like develop important. And you have to have that in mind because no high school player or very few high school step out of a high school game and into a college game with no further development and be successful. And that that's something that I thought that I did a good job of in high school is getting myself as, as prepared as I possibly could, you know, in the weight room, on the field, like just making sure that I was as ready as I could have been. And I honestly, like, I don't see that as for my high school now, like our high school, like the, talent coming out of there is kind of like dropped off a little bit in years since I've left. And I think it's just a lot of people that don't 
feel the need or the desire to develop themselves. That's, that's awesome, man. Mark, this is uh thanks for coming on the show, man. This has been awesome. Best, best of luck to you uh, starting your, your last season there at, at Seton hall and transitioning into that grad program and everything like that. And, and best of luck to you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Welcome back guys. I hope, I really hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Mark and kind of got an insight into his process, but also the the whole transfer process that's going on right now for a lot of college players around the country during the COVID-19 period. But we, we try to get you guys stories like this every single week with, with new takes from new areas of the country and new schools. So if you guys like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you guys listen to, to us here at Official Visit. And also reach out to us on, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Shoot us an email. Let us know what you guys want to hear or if you like what you're hearing. So until next time, guys, we'll see you in the next episode.